on your own and today we're going to meet Catherine from Singapore who is going to tell us what she is doing to improve in this area. That's coming up next. Music Online UK. So Catherine maybe you'd like to introduce yourself and give the listeners a little bit of your musical history. Hi there everybody. Uh, yeah I, uh, I'm Catherine, Catherine Clark and uh, yeah, Robert, it's a, it's a great channel, Music Online UK. Um, I've really enjoyed having a look around that over the years. And uh, it has been years now because five years ago, I started to learn the piano. And um, it was... Five a, years ago. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of a snap decision. It's always been in me to want to learn it. Mm-hmm. And then the circumstances just came together where um, my son was about to go to school for the first time. That meant I would have a few hours. It was only going to be half day. Um, I had a few hours to myself. And um, I said to my husband, I think I'd really like to make a try for this. If I don't do it now, I can feel like I would never do it. And um, he actually said to me, he said, oh, he said, aren't you supposed to have learned instruments when you were a child? And <laughs> that thing, which is kind of, and I said, oh, well, yeah, I think so. I said, but well, hang on, you learn to drive a car when you're older. Um, yeah. I said, yeah, I, you know, I think I can handle it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. If I don't try, I'll always wonder. And um, so, yeah, we went from there, and I started with the ABRSM syllabus. And where have you got to now in that five years? Ah, uh, yeah. So um, I'm studying grade six at the moment. So I'm hoping to get that wrapped up quite soon. So um, I've done. I went through all of the grades in terms of syllabus, but I only sat the grade five. Um, practical exams. So what would you say has been the biggest challenge in that five-year journey? Yeah, the sight reading and it's a funny one because it didn't, it has only recently felt like a challenge and I think that's because when you're first learning you're just so elated to be able to play things mm-hmm. that you sort of almost, you play, you learn it, you play it, you forget it actually. If you don't keep it in repertoire by practicing it, then I started to realize, oh, these disappear. It's not as though I, I don't know them forever. Why? And it didn't click to me that this is tied in with sight reading versus playing from memory. Right. So I just kept learning lots of pieces. Um, and I'm looking at the notes, but actually, I suppose really I could have played them with my eyes closed because. Um, 
I, the notes could have been anything, but I wasn't reading. And it really mm -hmm. dawned on me when I realised that as I've moved up the grades, the amount of pieces that I can learn has got less and less it's, because it's taken longer to learn each piece because really fighting with the geography of the piano, um, how to make those leaps and what interval is that. And so whilst I'm reading the music the first time, second time, third time, I then seem to transfer to playing through muscle memory. And then because you have to do that for so long to perfect an exam piece, it's at that point that then you're not exercising your sight reading anymore because it's all about the memory and then, you know, the articulation and being able to play it in an exam without breaking down. So um, I, I didn't realise that sight reading really is a separate thing that you have to keep on at all the time. So would you say that at one point you felt like learning a piece of music was sight reading, although that was a mistake yeah. to think that? Yes, absolutely. That I thought, yeah, I'm reading this. Um, I didn't really realise that I, I kind of was. So yeah, I would say that, okay, enjoy learning lots of pieces, but just just know that, um, you know, do a bit of sight reading um, as well as that as a separate exercise. Not, not loads, just even, you know, a, a few minutes um, a day, you know, 15 minutes or something. And are there any particular techniques that you found have helped with your sight reading and improved that since you've identified that as a problem? Um, yeah, I, I just I went to the bookshop actually, and um, I, I decided this year that I know what the problem is now. I, I know that I can't sit down and play even a simple piece. I went to the, the music shop and I found these. Um, I don't know if you can see them on screen, but it's Paul Harris' Improve Your Sight Reading book. Um, they go, they're in line with the ABRSM sight reading. Um, right. So, I'm familiar with these books, the specimen sight reading tests. But whereas if you, before I only had the specimen sight reading test from the ABRSM, but all the pieces in that book are at the exam level and there's right. no build up to how you can get better. It doesn't prepare you how to do it, it's just yeah. set tests. Yeah. yeah, you just kind of think, you know, my teacher told me obviously, but um, I'm so bad at sight reading, I hated doing it, still still kind of do, although that's easy a bit now. Um, but yeah, whereas these books, they really, they start you off very gently, um, and they particularly look at, um, they give you at the beginning of each chapter, they'll focus in on a new rhythm and certain notes values and it will all be in line with what you'd have to do in, in your exam. Um, and then they will move on from that um, into um, different key signatures, but so gradually. And then by the end of the book, uh, which they're usually about yeah, 40 pages, by the end of the book, um, you're, you're really, hopefully at the level that you need to be for, for your right. exam. So you're talking about um, different methods within the book to help you prepare. What sort of examples can you give? You know, what sort of things does it help you prepare? You said rhythms is one thing. He writes down, he makes sure he gives you advice at the beginning of each, each chapter, what to think about in that 30 seconds that where you right. need to prepare for your exam. Now that's, that's an interesting thing you talk about because in the ABRSM exam there is that 30 second preparation time and a lot of people will waste that just try and start playing but yeah. in these books he's saying there are specific things you need to do to prepare and to watch yeah. out for. 
Yeah, so uh, for example, yeah, in the prepared pieces section, um, he's like, okay, so before you even play this, he's not asking you at this stage to do it in 30 seconds because you're a learner, but you get into the habit. So mm -hmm. what is the key of this piece? Play the scale or micro scale. So it could just be five notes of the scale. My son right. does this and it tells him immediately if he was looking at F major and he's forgotten about the B flat, he can just hear it if he just plays five notes. Um, right. And so, yeah, um, then he gets you, you know, what will you count? Tap the rhythm of the piece. Um, and this is another really good one. Look for the highest and the lowest notes in the piece. And I've started mm -hmm. doing this myself because, um, especially as you move up the grades, you might actually have to shift position. To exactly. Get there. To have had an idea in advance of, of that is, is really helpful, um, you know, and... Um, trying to hear the music in your head as well. Um, I'm really bad at that. <laughs> so it's like a checklist of things to do in that 30 second preparation time, rather than just playing through from the beginning, yeah? Yes, and this has been so helpful to myself and absolutely useful. And what about looking at the music and looking at your hands? Have you found that a little bit of a, a challenge within your sight reading? Yeah, um, when I switch to sight reading, doing those exercises, I really make sure that I don't look at my hands, even if it stops when I'm in my learning mode, uh, rather than trying to pull the piece together rhythmically. I, if I can't feel, if I can see an interval, okay, that's a fourth, I will make sure I try to feel that without looking. Um, and then the, the key is though to move on quickly because doing a, a larger volume of sight reading doesn't mean sticking around on the same thing until it's absolutely perfect. So you find that it's um, it's building a habit to not look at your hands, because I yes. think a lot of beginners will automatically, just for confidence, because they don't feel secure, they'll always check their fingers yes. when they start playing, you know, right at the beginning of their playing, and that becomes a habit, a bad habit, and getting them out of that is probably one of the key things for success in sight reading. Um, sometimes I've even hidden the hands of my beginner students with a book, if they're inclined to do that. Yeah. And then they play a piece again, and they play it much more fluently, and they're amazed that they can play it better when they can't see their hands. I just hover a book just above their hands. Yeah. In one hand position, you know, um, they don't have any big, amazing jumps to do or anything. But they're still amazed. Well, how can I play that better when I couldn't see my hands? And I'm saying it's because you're looking up and down, up and down. It's like vertical tennis. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you're following this up and down and it makes you play without fluency and it's hesitant. And then very often you'll look down and then uh, are you, I'm lost and you, you can't remember where you were on the page. Yeah. And it's yeah, you lose where you are very quickly. Mm. Yeah. Also, yeah, my son, um, he, he, I find with him that um, the first time he plays one of his sight reading exercises, he will play it looking at the notes. But the second time, he's committed half of it to memory already. Yes. And he'll look down at his hands and try to play from memory, and then he'll have a hesitation because he's forgotten the notes. So if I remind him, say, no, it's in front of you, and you don't have to move your hands, so just trust your hands. Um, I, think I have so many students do exactly the same, yeah. And um, yeah. they've played it only once. And if any if any time they ever ask me, can I show them how to how it goes? First yeah. of all, I say you work it out first. Then I'll show you how yeah. it goes. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Because yeah. they just try to copy and not learn to read. Yes, yeah, definitely. And that's without realizing it. That's that's precisely how 
it has gone for me, which was, yeah, learning a lot of pieces and, and feeling like, yeah, I'm reading this, but actually hadn't really mastered sight reading at all. And now going back to fix it um, is, yeah, is the next big thing for 2019 for me. Oh, that's wonderful. And I wish you all the success with your future studies. It's been a pleasure speaking to you, Catherine. But also, before you go, would you like to tell our listeners about your YouTube channel as well? Because you've got an interesting YouTube channel, haven't you? <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you, Robert. Um, it's set up there just purely just to meet people and be like, hey, what are you learning? Are you learning as well? Because, you know, it's not often that you come across other adults, learners, yeah. um, you know, or beginners, you know. Um, and it's wonderful when you can just talk and just find out, um, you know. So it's like a little vlog, basically, of your practice journey and your, your musical student journey. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It may change. <laughs> it's, changed. it's like a comedian who keeps changing its colour all the time. But, but yeah, basically, I, I've met um, through it a couple of people have messaged me um, with their stories and... It's been so nice to hear, you know, someone saying, oh, what do you think about learning music theory with it and just chatting about it, you know, I'm not, I'm not an expert at all, it's more just about interest, really, shared well, interest. Just sharing your journey, yes. Yeah. But I'm sure that for many of my listeners, they're at a similar level to yourself or share similar challenges and to see how you relate to those challenges would be very interesting for them too. So go and check out uh, Catherine's channel. It's called Catherine Clark. Is that yes, correct? Yes, it's called Catherine Clark. So go and check out Catherine Clark's channel. And uh, it's you. been a pleasure speaking to you today. Thank you very much for your input. Yes, and, uh, it's been um, quite inspiring. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. Music Online UK. Now, if you would like your story to appear on this podcast, send us your message through the Music Online UK WhatsApp group. You can easily find us. Just search Music Online UK WhatsApp group. We'd love to hear from you. Mm -hmm.